Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Hello, and welcome to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Colton. And I'm Melina. And today, we are continuing The Outsider by Stephen King on the HBO TV show that's on the television. Episode 4. But first, alcohol. I have a pink thing here. Without even really tasting it or smelling it, it's peach. No. No, okay, I'm gonna smell it first. Vodka. I mean, yes, but can you really smell that? Mm Mm-hmm. I could smell it. (laughs) Oh. Grapefruit. No. Blueberries. No. Raspberries. No. I don't know. What is it? Um, it's strawberry lemonade. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Vodka? I could t- I, I could tell you, I could smell the vodka. I and could... Sprite. There's Sprite in here too? What the mm-hmm. fuck is this? Uh, something I got off Pinterest and then modified, so hmm. it's not the same modified. thing. So I don't, I don't have a... It's supposed to be like, you know, the pink lemonade, the Minute Maid, like the... Like the pink lemonade, which isn't strawberry. It's just pink lemonade. Like, I don't yeah. know. But I couldn't... This Kroger didn't have that. Oh. So they only had it in, like, the mixes. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have water. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, I'm not sure what to do here. So it's got strawberry cool. lemonade. So I figured it's going to get you the same color. So Yeah, groovy. If you want to see pictures of this delicious drink, you can go on to our Instagram at Boozy Books and Movies. And if you want any kind of updates on the podcast, you can go on to our Twitter at Boozy Book Movie. Got it. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. So last week we finished up episode three of the HBO show. Um, I don't know. Holly went to the hospital. Not the hospital, but the nursing home to talk to Peter. I'm sorry. They, they told her that she, you know, can't go see him. There's too many. There's been too many reporters and stuff and whatever. And then prison fucking that shit went down where the, the the guards wanted to see Heath Holmes get beat up and so they opened up his cell and someone else's cell and and then um, the guy went in there to beat him up or kill him or whatever and Heath Holmes was like fuck it and then he killed himself and it was like this is nuts that was the end of that episode so this episode starts and we were very confused it was like in a mm-hmm. little diner restaurant and it, it was Heath Holmes sitting with someone um, some woman. Some woman. They're eating breakfast, super happy, cute, nice. And then it switches to something else. It was like, that was kind of weird. We didn't know where that came from, but we find out later. So mm-hmm. chill out. <laughs> um, Ralph answers his phone and it's Holly on the other line. Holly is like telling him to go look at something that she sent him. And that uh, she was unsuccessful in talking to Peter at the nursing home or whatever. But she said that in her time at the nursing home, she found out that she's just learning things about how Heath, you know, supposedly murdered the two girls or whatever. Right. I don't know. Well, and then, like, I think she... Wait, do you talk about the lady from the nursing home? Or she followed her? That doesn't no. happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. Okay, cool. No, that's, that's, that's right now, actually. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I lost my train of thought. Um, I'm sorry. I had a point, but now I don't remember. Oh, that it was kind of like the same thing as Terry. Like, nobody actually suspected Heath. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, that 
She was he's, like, I. He's we such were a stand up guy. And yeah, that she, you know, nobody knew. Like, how can you go five years, 40 hours a week working with somebody and not have any idea if they want to rape and murder children? Right. So after, like, the next day, Holly goes to the nursing home and she follows the, you know, the, not secretary, but the front desk person. Receptionist. Receptionist. I can't think of words. <laughs> And in the book, it was like a completely different person. Like the receptionist was someone and then Holly follows a nurse. Yeah. But in the show is the same person. So, uh, but she follows this, this person to their home and <laughs> Holly's following them, walking up behind them. And the nurse or, you know, the receptionist or whatever turns around and pepper sprays Holly. And so she's like yelling <laughs> and the nurse is like why are you following me what are you doing and holly's like i can't fucking see my eyes burn and then the lady made some weird comment about do you not speak english or something and i thought yeah. that was so strange because she was obviously speaking in english <laughs> she was just upset that she couldn't see and her eyes hurt like yeah but I feel like those are pretty basic English phrases. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. But yeah, so then eventually Holly kind of explains herself a little bit as she's like on the ground going, I can't fucking see my eyes! <laughs> my eyes are... <laughs> and then she, you know, reveals that she's not trying to, you know, do anything weird or, she's you know, she's not a reporter or anything. She just wants to talk. And so the nurse or whatever, the receptionist lets her into her house and they kind of talk about Heath. And so this is when Holly is like, you know, okay, what, you know, how long have you known Heath? Five years plus they worked together for five years. You know, did Heath, what, what was going on around the time of the murders of the two girls? And she was saying, you know, Heath was supposed to be on vacation and that she doesn't really believe that Heath did it, even though there was a bunch of DNA evidence in that, in that kind of thing. Right. Um, she doesn't, you know, Heath was such a nice guy. I knew him for five years. All this yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. So the day of the murders, she saw Heath at the nursing home because she was working. He wasn't supposed to be. He was right. supposed to be on vacation. And so, so she, like, stopped and talked to him, like, tried to stop and talk to him as they were passing each other in the hallway. And she goes, hey, what are you doing here? And he just kind of smiles at her and keeps walking. And she said that was just, like, so out of character for him because... Yeah. He always, like, he was always the person to stop and, you know, have a conversation with you no matter what. And, yeah, so it was just really out of character. So, yeah, so obviously at this point it's not the outsider, you know, or right. it, it's not Heath Holmes. It is the outsider. Right. And because the outsider wouldn't know her, you know. Right. But obviously we know that, but they don't know that. So. Right. Well, it's not even that because the outsider is supposed to be able to kind of know... Some things about from their memory or whatever. Yeah, right? things about their memory. So they would know that, but they, so he would know who she was, mm -hmm. but not really Heath's personality trait. Of, yeah. Like, I feel like that's where the outsider, like, is lacking, like, just sure. that, because they don't pick up on all of, like, the traits from the, the person that they're, yeah. That. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, then the receptionist brings up that. Uh, during that visit, Heath tripped and fell and cut 
Terry Maitland mm-hmm. on his wrist or whatever when because I I think I don't know I think in the show Terry was leaving his father's room he and was then, entering or he was entering it and Heath was leaving, Heath it. Was leaving it yeah mm-hmm. okay that makes sense and then that's when they when he cut his wrist or whatever and the reason they know this is because the janitor was mopping the hallway and that's mm. how they like fell yeah and they were saying that someone were gonna press charges or something right or they said they were gonna oh. sue or you know no the hospital well, not the hospital or the reception server she said that we were worried terry was going to press charges oh. but he didn't yeah right yep yeah pretty drunk <clears throat> yeah so then we cut to a scene in the woods and jack is shooting a deer uh, which definitely didn't happen in the book. That was that was like really different. Because um, after Jack met the outsider for the first time and got his sunburn, he never went. I don't think he ever went back out hunting again. I think he was just stuck in town doing police work because the other two detectives were off duty. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think that was covered. So yeah, so Jack shooting a deer definitely just ha- didn't happen in the book at this point. I don't think. I, I mean, after he went, he was hunting, you know, on his vacation, his ten day vacation, and they called him back um, because obviously Ralph and Bessie were out of action. And so after that, though, I don't think he ever went hunting again in the book. So in the show, it's kind of weird that he'd be hunting at this point, you know. Then it cuts to Marcy, and she's in her house, and she's talking to somebody about homeschooling. This scene also did not happen in in the book at all. Yeah, I think definitely throughout the last episode and this episode, they're trying to show that Marcy is being harassed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, she, this is not going well for her, which, I mean, we kind of talked about in the book that they, it was really weird, because at the end of the book, they, like, Mm -hmm. Samuels did the whole speech about, you know, how that the cloud has been over Marcy and her whole family, and it's like, but, but what cloud, like, we really didn't see, like, maybe twice throughout the book, there were mentions Mm -hmm. of, like, Marcy and her girls being harassed, but Mm -hmm. it just we didn't know any of the details right yeah being harassed for obviously terry being a a killer or whatever um but the show does a way better job at displaying you know this harassment i think for sure but yeah anyways marcy is in her home talking about homeschooling she's found Mm -hmm. someone that would homeschool her kids in the last episode her kids basically got kicked out of school. Yeah, and so the principal was like, probably should homeschool your kids. <laughs> and Marcy's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like, probably. It was like, your girls are no longer welcome here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then Marcy's like looking over this person's references and it's like, oh, that's weird. You have all your references from one state. That's interesting. Well, no, it was, she had references from three different states. But they're all postmarked from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So she faked the references from the three different states. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, if you're going to do that, just say they're all in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Why even, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still in Georgia. Like, why even fake the different states? It just seems so weird. Yeah. That's true. I didn't even think of it like that. Like, you would know that it was going to postmark from atlanta there's a yeah. little bug in I, I saw the you bug. see that <laughs> <laughs> it got like in my eyeball so then marcy's kind of like pressing this woman and talking about how oh so you've been all around and she's like yeah i i go you know wherever i'm needed or wherever the demands higher you know because she's like a home supposedly a homeschooler teacher mm-hmm. but then 
Marcy's kind of catching on, and she's like, okay, here, here's some fractions. Do this math problem. And she, the woman can't do it at all. Um, and so that's when Marcy's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> because this person is obviously a reporter trying to get a scoop mm-hmm. on Marcy and her children. Well, she said she was trying to write a sympathy story. Yeah. So she was, yeah, so she was basically trying to say that, yeah, she's going to write a story, like, in favor for Marcy and her kid, yeah. or she wants to tell the real story, the true story, or whatever. Yeah. That's what I think she said, oh. or she wants to get the truth out, or I don't know, yeah. but yeah, some whatever bullshit. Yeah. And so Marcy takes her purse and throws it outside of her house, mm-hmm. and what falls out is a voice recorder. <laughs> Which I mean, there was nothing like bad that like Marcy said, or anything, no, but it's so. the fact that she's being recorded without her permission, yeah, without her right. knowledge. You know, it's a home. It's, she's supposed to be interviewing a homeschooler teacher, right? Not a reporter. You know, I don't. Know. Um. So then we flop back to Jackie Poo, and he's in the forest and the in the trees. And so that deer that he shot earlier, he's mm. dragging it to his truck, yeah. plopping it in, and then he kind of sits in the driver's seat, and then he's like really, he's like staring at his side mirror for a really long time. And we were trying to see if there was someone in the reflection. No, but he was looking for someone because when he drove off, I noticed there was no deer in his truck. I made a mental note of that. I'm like, oh, that's weird. They don't show the deer like poking his head like up because like it wouldn't have fit with the box he had in the back of his truck. The deer would have been like over the side somewhat. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that my first thought was that's a like just a flaw in the like Mm -hmm. their scene. Mm -hmm. Um but later you find out it wasn't because he didn't take the deer home with him. Um, and then I bet you he was looking in the mirror. He sat there looking in the mirror because he had dropped the deer off somewhere and was like trying to see the outsider mm-hmm. because he was probably really trying to catch a glimpse of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting thought. I like that. That's good. That's good. Moxie. Did not think of that. Okay. Then... We flop on over to a nice fancy restaurant, getting mm. together. We got the Houster, the How Howie Howie Gold. And I think his wife, his wife who seemed a lot younger and very pretty. <laughs> that okay. was my thoughts of her. That's what it's you like, took from that. Well, because I couldn't, because I was trying to figure out who she was. Yeah. And then I was like, well, that has to be Howie's wife. Yeah, it definitely was. So, but yes, yeah, she seemed a, a lot younger than him. It's very pretty, which, I mean, he's a lawyer. A good one. So. Get that money. So, yeah, it's Howie, his wife, and Marcy's there. They're all chilling out, getting some grub. They were trying to get her out of the house. Probably. Yeah, get her some adult time, not. Yeah, yeah. getting some some dranky drank. Mm -hmm. But, unfortunately, uh, people are, like, staring at her, at Marcy, and whispering, and, oh, is that Terry Maitland's wife? Oh, ooh. She's got a murderer husband. Ooh, you know, gossipy, gossipy, and she's like, "I better leave. I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to be here." You know, and Gold Howie is like, "Nope, you sit right here. You're gonna enjoy yourself. Nice meal. You're gonna have some alcohol. You're gonna, you're gonna have a nice time." Unfortunately, this one douche canoe gets up and said, "He's like." Hey, uh, are your kids safe? You know, I I would hate for someone to get revenge, you know. He didn't necessarily, it was more like, are your kids home alone tonight, was what Uh, he asked. Which I thought was a very creepy thing to ask, first of all. That's true. 
And then, but he was basically saying, are they at home alone? And, like, same thing gonna, like, someone, because someone out there might see you here and go and take revenge on your mm, kids. Mm-hmm. This, like, yeah, do the same thing to your kids that Terry did to somebody else. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this guy is, like, obviously a jerk or whatever. So Howie stands up and defends her honor. Too bad he he can't do shit. And so this guy like kind of lays Howie out. So yeah, Howie's Howie on the ground. Like an older, like a middle-aged, very rotund lawyer. Like <laughs> rotund. He's, he's not in shape. Yeah, no, he gets pretty much laid out. But out of nowhere, for me at least, I didn't see this coming out of anywhere, but Ralph is there. Yeah, I very, <laughs> I don't know how, unless he was eating in the restaurant as well with Jimmy. I don't know. I don't know, because he's not a cop. Like, he wouldn't have been the one called for a fight. Like, he's not a no. police officer. He's a detective. No. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it wasn't like he was called. I, I really don't know. Yeah, so Ralph jumps in, takes this guy by the arm, and pretty much shows him to the door. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, obviously this whole thing didn't really happen in the book because we didn't get a whole lot of backstory on Marcy's, um, you know, interactions with the yeah. public. But Her harassment. <laughs> harassment, yeah. But, you know, the thing is with Ralph is, like, I don't get... I didn't think at this point in the story Ralph was all that buddy-buddy with with Marcy. Because I think the it's last not. time the last time they had even talked was at her house mm-hmm. when he was asking her questions about Peter Maitland and all that stuff, I think, right? It was with the the girl's dream, her nightmare. Oh, it was, it was, you're right. Okay. But they didn't leave on good terms. Right. Mercy and Jeannie were on good terms. Yeah. As, you know, Ralph's wife, mm-hmm. but um yeah. Mercy and Ralph did not leave that on good terms. Right. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on. So it's later on, and Ralph and Holly are talking on the phone. What's up? I'm sorry. But Howie and Ralph are friends at this point. Right, and Alec and Howie and Ralph and and Yoon are buddies. Because they had a little conversation. Yeah, Yeah. and they've been trying to figure out what's really going on. Yeah, Yeah. because they keep meeting. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so we're moving on. Holly is giving a little bit of an uppy datey poo update poo to Ralphie mm-hmm. poo. Um, so they're talking on the phone, and Holly's talking about how you know she had a conversation with this nurse about how Heath was seen as a nice guy, and how Heath was seen in two different places at once, and how he gave a cut to Terry. And then Ralph's like, "Oh, that's kind of weird. That's exactly mm-hmm. what Marcy and her daughters, uh, her daughter said, is that Terry got a cut at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. So that confirms, okay, two stories matching up. Things are matching right. up. This is what happened. Multiple people, witnesses, that kind of shit. Um, so then after this, Ralph calls Yoon Sablo, and apparently uh, Yoon is in church, and so Ralph is interrupting his prayer times. You thought that was an interesting Oh, yeah, well, it was, I think the whole, like, the reason for it was to show that Yoon was Catholic, because it was a Catholic Mm -hmm. church. Which comes up later. Yes, yeah. But not to a major degree, obviously. No, but there's just, so I think in the next episode we're going to get Yoon and, like, his own cuckoo. Yeah. You know, story or whatever. That probably... I can see that. Because just setting up the scene for... In the book, his wife was the one that I thought 
talked a lot about or had stories or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. So yeah, anyways, Ralph is talking to Yoon, and uh, Ralph says that he wants to take another look at the um, some of the footage from the night of the uh, Terry Maitland, you know, when Terry Maitland murdered, well, supposedly murdered mm-hmm. the Peterson boy. Uh, Ralph wants to look at some of the footage from that night again, um, but obviously he's on leave, so he's not really supposed to be looking at footage. He's not supposed to be working, but he is, right. you know. And so Yoon can hook him up, and so they go to this place, and there's this other guy, and he's like a technician or whatever and so i think it's at the station is it because you said he had a meeting in like yeah five minutes and you leaves halfway through this so yeah. i think it's definitely where you works but um shit i had a thought i'm sorry thought left my head. You, you can always just interrupt me oh it was the uh he wanted to review footage from the train station yeah and the, the peach crease yeah yeah peach crease peach crease <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 um so yeah i just kind of have that uh ralph is like obsessing over this footage like usual he obsesses over everything um and then we flop on over to holly again she's back at the nursing home and she actually sneaks in and goes sees peter Mm -hmm. which did not happen in the book we never actually met peter at all right no so i have down peter you know holly is like trying to ask him questions but peter is just absolutely fucking batshit crazy yeah, he thinks she's somebody like that he played cards with in yes. chicago no i thought i thought he said oh i remember you you were playing cards with heath holmes my <laughs> nurse or something in no, chicago or he something said his wife i think was what he said oh man okay yeah it was absolute nonsense <laughs> nonsense is what it was yeah yeah he's just no, because he has she all asked time about heath holmes like four times and he never like actually said like his name yeah oh no for but sure then like eventually he starts mm-hmm. he stops talking crazy mm-hmm. and he just kind of goes what did he say he said it wasn't him you know yeah <laughs> and then holly's like he said what it wasn't yeah. who <laughs> he said and then he said something like he has you all fooled doesn't he mm-hmm. um, and then that's it and he goes it. back to being batshit crazy yep. just one random burst of yep. lucidity really weird yep and so it's just like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I'm tired. We're recording this at uh, 12:30 a.m. <laughs> all right so we flop on back to ralphie Pooh. he is still obsessing over some footage um, right. from that night he freezes the footage of the nightclub and focuses in on terry and the bouncer claude which is claude bolton mm-hmm. and they like shake hands i think right mm-hmm. and so so ralph is like kind of putting things together and putting two to two two and two together and he's like is that is that an opportunity for a cut you know that's physical contact Mm -hmm. so you know obviously heath holmes cut terry and so now he's like well did terry cut claude bolton question mark dun 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 so that's you know that's where he's kind of going after that but first we flop on back to jack Jack is at the supermarket and he's picking up lamps, extension cords, camping supplies, air mattresses, bunch of random shit. Lots of survival camping, like survival slash camping gear. Yeah, yeah. And lamps and extension cords. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. And a generator too. Did he buy a generator? I I didn't catch that. Okay. So weird stuff. Yeah. Don't know about that yet. 
So then we flop on back to Holly, and she is uh, outside meeting a detective that worked on the Heath Holmes case. And so she's trying to get more information about the case, and and he's kind of saying, like, you're not really going to get a whole lot from this case. It was pretty much cut and dry because they had so much evidence against Heath. There was no way that it could have been anybody else. Well, now he's dead, too. So, like, why... Why, Why keep it pursuing it? Yep, yep, for sure. Um, then it's like really awkward between the the two, kinda, and he's really goofy too. And, and he keeps trying to flirt with her. And well, yeah, he's he's asking her to dinner, and and then I, she agrees, which I was kind of surprised about. Mm-hmm. Um. But she agrees to dinner with this guy. So it's like, okay, cool. So we'll continue that in a second. So then we flop back to Jack and he's in the woods. <laughs> Jack, uh, like, it looks like he literally just dropped all the shit he bought at the superstore. So lamps, generator, camping supplies, yeah, like air Yeah, like he mattress. bought all that stuff just to dump in the middle of, in a pile in the middle of the woods. Yep. But then <laughs> the camera pans out and you see that deer that he had killed. But it's yep. like torn to shreds. Like an animal mauled yeah. it and ate its rib cage out. Yep. So we are to assume that was a f- just a little little snacky f- mm-hmm. for the outsider, and that is why it makes sense what you were saying earlier about when Jack was in the truck mm-hmm. and he was like staring at his mirror, and he probably was just waiting for the outsider to come by right. and take a little snacky snacky from so. a deer. Crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't happen in the book, that's for sure. Okay, this is going a little long, so we're going to wrap it up here, and we will finish out episode four next week. All right, sounds great. Okay, thanks for listening. Yep, bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at BoozyBookMovie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com, and our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.